What's our theme song for chit chat? Oh, oh yeah. The do um, I have like a different one? I love how we don't remember. Um, yes, you picked it out. It's Weezer plus Twin Peaks. That's it. Yeah, that's amazing. I thought that was our <laughs> Patreon one. What are we doing for Patreon? Patreon. I just did Corian Grotto. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> so excited to add that theme song to this episode. <laughs> oh god. It feels like it's been a million years. Yeah, it's very, it's like very much post-Mercury retrograde in the Mercury retrograde shadow period, Mm -hmm. which is a thing, which is what we're in right now, apparently, where it's just like, it's on the out and out, but it's still like, you can kind of like sense its presence. And I feel like this Mercury retrograde was really intense for everyone, like not even just because of like opera mayhem. So I'm just like, wow, that, yeah, that I just happened. So many people like mentioning it, like people who I didn't even know, like knew what retrograde was. Yeah. We're talking about it. We're expressing it's very themselves. Interesting. It really cracks me up. Like how, how, um, for some reason, obvious of a marker, the effect of like things can be on the world. I don't know. I, I have a hard time saying effect because it's also like a mirror of each other. It's not like the planets made this happen, <laughs> you know, like that's really like not the framework, mm-hmm. which sounds like really semantic, but I know you can, I know you have the yes. ability to handle that. Thank so. you. Thank you. Will. <laughs> Anywho. Um, hey guys. Hi. <laughs> We're doing a chit chat episode where we chit and chat about. There's nothing better than chitting and chatting. Yeah, we will be doing like a long video or not video. Imagine we like, okay, you know what? Sure. Eventually we're going to probably do something in video. I don't fucking know, but within the next 10 years, yeah. some sort of video That's will come That's on our 10 out. year plan. <laughs> oh my God. It's funny that you mentioned that because I just read a really cool article that I wanted to send you, but like I literally read it like 40 minutes ago and I was like, I'm not going to like send Charlotte this article like when we're about oh to God. record. It's, um on this website called real life mag have you ever heard Uh of it it's like they it's basically like think pieces about like tech but like in like a philosophical way like i think i might have told you about one of the articles i read that was comparing 5g to like demons it's like it's like contemporary demonology so i read this article about tiktok actually and how Mm -hmm. It like positioned TikTok as like kind of um, podcasting's opposite because it was talking about how mm. TikTok sort of like removes the voice. Like the voice, mm. your voice is not like the primary mode of communication on TikTok. You're either miming, yeah. mouthing like words, or you're doing that really weird. Um, oh my god, my my sister literally just sent me a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you're doing that weird like robot voice, like to tell yeah. a story. Or there's yeah. the really weird trend. <laughs> I'm sorry, my sister is like texting me right now. I'm gonna put it on. Do not disturb. Um, the really weird trend of like storytelling through a song that like became a meme for storytelling and like overlaying. Oh yeah, text. do you remember the one from last summer? And, and now, then, it's now it's that, that Mika one that's, song. Like, um, yeah, I could be. Nah, I could be brown. I could be, I could be blue. Could be no, <laughs> no, no, no. Sky. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was just a really interesting piece about how like 
TikTok is now like kind of like mime puppetry and what the voice means when it comes to like, does it represent yourself? Um, are you like kind of reference. like, you're like giving yourself away when you expose your voice. So by not using your voice, you're kind of protecting yourself. Um, and it's also a little less intimate, you know, podcasting it's like the super intimate, like to be consumed by a single person. You know, you put your ear earphones in and you're like mm-hmm, listening to people mm-hmm. talk as opposed to like the um, kind of exponential meme feeling of TikTok. It was a really interesting piece. That's really interesting about like sounds being used, like what that feels like. Like people will just do a random thing where they're like walking. And they're like, this is how you cook this. And then all of a sudden all this stuff falls on the ground. It's like, fuck, everything broke. And it's like, yeah. oh, dude, this sound would be great. And then yes, it like yeah. is the great. And that's like a, the way people are like, here's how the government is failing. And then it'll be like that sound overlaid. And it's like, good job. But it's like, dude, how far things like leave their original reference is such a bizarre. Yeah thing to and think about that that robot lady's voice the woman uh-huh. whose voice it is that's a really weird way of saying it that woman is suing tiktok <gasps> because she did not like consent to have her voice used in that way and she like discovered it and was all of a sudden like oh my god this is my fucking voice saying words it's like I've an never AI said. voice yes um and she did it for like the chinese government like did this oh, like voice recording isn't that Dude, crazy? I like that voice for some reason I find really upsetting. And Me I actually too. think it's because of the um such a random side note, but I actually feel like it's because of the cadence. It's like the cadence feels very unnatural because they'll be like, This dog is so crazy. Watch <laughs> yeah. it do this. And I'm like, it's literally like it's in reverse. Like it, it just sounds like someone's playing tones in reverse yeah. or something. I don't know. It just feels very unnatural. They also mentioned like voice memos, which I know is like a big part of your I life and has become memos. part of my life because of you. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. What do they say about voice memos? Because I'm like a voice memo bitch and I actually have taken so many people's like voice memo virginity too because like I literally will send voice memos people on I've actually done this to people in our DMs before when it's like they say something really long and I'm like you know what like I'm just gonna respond to this yes, person in I've, a voice I've memo. I've watched you do that because I'm just like it's happened a few times where it's someone who's maybe never even spoken to us but they're like sharing something and it could be something minor but I'm just like you know like I actually have a lot to say to this and I don't feel like typing that much um and I just feel like tone is so for me tone is so important and um just like being communicative about exactly what I want to say exactly how I want to say it is so important to me so like by doing that in a voice memo I know for sure there's no chance there's absolutely no chance that I didn't say exactly what I wanted to say but when I type it I can question everything which is funny because I hear people tell me all the time that they can like hear my voice when they read what I say so I know that I'm already like so close to like being a voice memo already but it's like that extra degree just gives me this security blanket I don't know why and it really does make sense because I agree with all of those people and your tone (laughs) really comes through in your writing um and I think for that reason it makes sense that you're really into voice memos because it's very closely connected to you like the yeah. writing and the speaking are much more They're right like, there. integrated yeah, exactly. than other people's. Ah, I see. Okay. They didn't call it a voice memo. They call it an asynchronous voice note. Um, I see. Okay. Oh, do you want like me to say? Me sending something to you and you sending something to me. Yeah. There's voice that? memos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to read what um, oh my God, please, this yes. person says? The appeal of the voice note is often described in terms of convenience. It is easier to tell a long story than to type it out. But there's an obvious qualitative difference that can't be 
can't be explained by efficacy alone. In an article for GQ on the use of voice notes in online dating, one young person describes their discomfort upon being ambushed by an online match with an unsolicited voice note, not related, not unrelated to the unsolicited dick pic, though obviously a different kind of forced intimacy. Quote, it was like he wanted to swap slices of our souls. Oh my God. <laughs> Ew, I would never listen to an unsolicited voice memo from someone. <laughs> That would like literally like haunt like it would be like haunting. Yeah. Like it would yeah. feel it would be so much in my space and in my like oh my god. I would not I would not I would do that like with someone else, be like watching a scary movie. Like it'd be so unsettling. <laughs> you know? Like, like the voice memo is coming memo. from inside the house. Literally, <laughs> like ew, get out of my phone. You know? But I also think it kind of like goes well with um your convo about mercury retrograde and like modes of communication and like how communication fails like how mercurial as they say yeah um so much to say about that um (laughs) 11 minutes ago when I messed up that sentence I just realized what I was trying to say which is that I was what I had stumbled over and I was like we're gonna do a video like whatever the fuck I was trying to say Mm -hmm. I was I was starting my sentence to say that like we are eventually soon going to do like a long form essay style podcast. I was about to yes. say video essay because I'm like stuck on YouTube. Yeah, world. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but like whatever. But like <laughs> lol that that just went into like the sickest convo imaginable. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier today and like how different the podcast feels now. Like not in a bad way, but I definitely want to go yeah. back to our beginnings it's just I think we've both been in like really tumultuous not in a bad way but like we have a lot happening that's like not quite settled yet yeah like yeah 100 percent. like it's really hard to dedicate like structural cognitive energy to planning something like that it was a lot easier when I had unemployment yeah I I, my survival mode is kicked back in so -hmm. it's really hard for me to access that part of my brain that could like write an eight page like set of notes for something right now because like I probably technically have the time but I'm spending all that time just like refreshing job things and sending emails so it feels like I can't step away when like probably in actuality I like could you Mm -hmm. know but it's like I can't even but like you can't like in actuality you couldn't (laughs) yeah I like kind of can't like it's like so yeah so that's it is interesting although I do have a good feeling about like December November December like getting back into like yeah, and whatever else happens, it's just hard to like let yourself spin off when you. Yeah, have, like, other I can't. Going I feel on. so like not spinny offy. Mm-hmm. So oh, true. You know what I realized? I don't huh. think we've done like an actual like talky episode, just the two of us, since the Patreon came out. Oh my god! I think we did Gwendolyn and then the Steve interview, and now we're here. <gasps> oh my god! So we have so a Patreon. Nice to be back. <laughs> oh yeah, we have a. Pa- oh my god! Anyone yeah, we haven't listens. even like explained anything. Yeah, we have a Patreon. Um yeah sign up Uh, sign up it especially like supports our little community endeavors (laughs) endeavors um yeah I really want to think of a I'm gonna cut this but I really want to think of a way to like say the every single time that's just like Mm -hmm. slightly adjacent to I like that yeah yeah like I want to like an inside joke word yeah Yeah. like what's like a word that's like a like a we should just like do a synonym to yeah i was just thinking that what's the what's an antonym for drop pick up 
What's he drop have to box though? Antonym. Well, box you'd have to get um, Yannick and think about like something phallic instead. Yeah, like lift. Drop lift lift. Phallic words. <laughs> that should be the cold open of this episode. <laughs> Oh, wow. Apparently the female analog to phallic is clitoral, but I always said yonic. Yeah, I feel like it's yonic because it's like yonic out definition. in like. Yeah, the vulva. OK, yes. OK, OK. I- I'm getting distracted. Um, no, are you kidding? This is like the fundamental work of like the nation. This is like all that matters. <laughs> 190 words and phrases for phallus. Oh, my God. Let's just read those and then be like, thanks, guys. <laughs> Manhood. No. Johnson. Not Wang. Johnson. Erect penis. Okay. What's like the most syllables? Are they organizing it by syllables? Like Pizzle? on the Pizzorous website? Pizzle? Um, love sounds muscle? sounds like an Italian dessert. Not, no. No. <laughs> that that's not real. And no one's ever said that. <laughs> Leaky hose. <laughs> That sounds like a disorder, first of all. One-eyed snake. I think that one is so funny. That is so weird. Okay, well, I like lift as an opposite of drop. Opposite of box, we'll have to keep thinking. Yeah. Um, Pink torpedo. You just, like, say it in... I wish there was, like, an equivalent to pig Latin that was less overused. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. What would get us not sued? Yeah. Anyway, so support the Patreon. Um, support our endeavors. Oh, um, I swear to God, the zine is happening. I swear to fucking God, huh? I'm working on it. <laughs> um, it's coming along. It, uh, whatever. I swear to God, it'll be so good when it's out. But it isn't. No, out it's yet. gonna be fucking gorgeous. <laughs> I've seen many a preview, and it's lovely. And I'm yeah. so hyped. Many pic collages will be there. All of your sweet work will be there. Yeah, it's gonna be very lit. Um, but I think we've just kind of embraced the pace. Embrace the pace. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. We've embraced the pace. Because it's like, I'm sorry, what choice do I have? I'm just a guy. <laughs> and also, like, it's ob- important to, like, challenge ourselves and, like, step outside of our, like, comfort zone, like, blah blahs. But also, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. This is just, like, I think everyone's a little tired right now. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all just, like, yeah, a yeah. little bit tired right now. I don't mean to project, but, like, I feel like everyone's a little tired. So yeah, I'm not. I'm a little tired. I can't. I can't do it all. Um, and that's coming from, like, I've started running again. I haven't run in, like, a long time. She's out on the town. And I'm still, like, so I'm doing, like, the physical work to, like, be, like, as cognitively, like, present and available as possible for the hours of the day necessary to, like, make <laughs> my life work. And I'm still very tired. Like, <laughs> we're just in, like, a tiring moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, like, summer's over, and it's, like, when did that happen? Anyway, so the zine will happen. Um, Longer-form episodes on the Horizon Rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Our hair is flat on top because our hair is heavy. <laughs> We're trying to sort that out. Yeah, so I was going to get it. I'm scheduled to get a haircut next week, but oh I actually God, have to so change gel. it, I realized. Ugh, so I don't know when it's going to be. Oh. But I think I asked my family what they thought. Uh-huh. 
And so I have this problem, dear listeners, that my hair is really straight and like not super thick, but like, you know, thick enough. And it's really long right now. Literally how I look right now is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like my hair could not be flatter on the top. No, it's literally, it's so true. Do you ever switch up the part? Because I I know that that's like a solution. You'd have to do it like while it's wet. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) I just have really straight hair and I don't have like, whatever I could talk about this forever no, but no, like going. my hair doesn't get like voluminous like it's just like straight hair yeah. and like I know I'm very you know I don't have to think about it which is great but it's a hard life I made recordings the reason I was thinking about this is because I made video recordings last weekend and yet again my hair could not look flatter on the top of my head like Gee. it's like you can see my skull it's so flat <laughs> I've literally been there even though I have curly hair like when it's too long it's like heavy on top so it also gets flat yeah. looking and i just look, i feel so annoyed when i watch the video it's a fucking nightmare it makes me so mad i don't know why so if anyone has like tips and tricks my like person i get my hair done with um like told me to while it's drying like kind of put it in a clip like put some chunks hmm. of it in a clip so that it's like a little puffy at the top and then let it dry like that but then it's like I'm not doing that every time. I guess that's like literally, I just have to like choose to do that. Then it won't be flat, but I just don't want that to be the solution. Cause that's like annoying. I'm going to try to get, I'm going to make mine a little bit shorter and get like lots of like angles and layers and see if that like gives it more life. Cause it's not as heavy. That's my new dream. Oh. Oh, um, I think that was all of our breaking God. news, like inserting the breaking news sound like dun, 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 dun. it's like our hair is flat and that's like our big news <laughs> yeah uh that's the end of the episode thank you so much goodbye thanks guys um oh yeah i guess i can just talk about mercury wretch since it's so related mm-hmm. to like our general disposition at the moment yeah and our hair and our hair yeah my hair is definitely <laughs> retrograde um so yeah we were like talking about how I just like mucus when I said that, so I'm gonna re-say it. Um, <laughs> um, we were talking about how the Chautauqua Opera Gate of 2021 and Resonance Gate both happened mm-hmm. during Mercury retrograde. Um, for those who maybe like kind of vaguely know and/or don't know at all what we're talking about, two I'll go into it, but two like large events happened in the opera world. I think. They're not really large. Like, they're, like, large-ish. I don't know. It's, like, the young artist community. They're, like, large in the young... Yeah, the young yeah, artist community. Yeah, not, like... It's not, like, a, like an opera house, like, like flew off into space. Like, it was just, like, something <laughs> happened that was, like, whatever. So... But they were, like, disruptive events, and they were so based on, like, the things that Mercury represents and how they can go awry when Mercury is retrograde. And it just really cracked me up. And so many people were mentioning it. Like Perry said, like so many more people than like, I don't know, normally I feel like mentioned Mercury retrograde. And like, I feel like the pandemic has been like an uptick in people like learning about these things. And like, I loved that. Anyway, I was doing some research on the exact wording because I've like talked about it a lot in my own life, but I was looking at the exact wording of like why Mercury represents what it represents and like how that, how we associate the events of Mercury retrograde the way that we do. Cause I just wanted to get to the bottom of it. Like, I don't know, like logistics wise, I was just very curious. So basically like there's a lot of different schools of astrology. So I, I guess I'm mostly talking about like Hellenistic right now and like Western astrology and like, you know, Mercury and like 
Hermes like is like a Greek god and like that's associated with like the Roman god of Mercury whatever neither huh. here nor I didn't there. know that yeah it's like the you know these constellations were named but then they're also associated with traits that are also associated with astrology it's like it's all this like loop of like similar shit which is kind of like what an archetype is right is like a Mm -hmm. collective unconscious that keeps coming up through different symbolism and different characters and different societies over and over and like how that represents how that's different pieces of who we are as a people stretching back to Mm -hmm. infinity so in all these different iterations of what mercury is or isn't and what god it represents by what culture um it tends to have to do with the idea of um communicating and like thinking exchanging ideas through speaking and writing uh conceptualizing articulating um it actually also has to do with like commerce which definitely has to do with what happened with (laughs) resonance which cracks me up um but so basically when something goes retrograde what happens is generally speaking you are reflecting oh my god she's gonna be cuckoo this whole time i don't know what to do it's sweet okay we love a sweet little kitty I just gave her the equivalent of, like, giving a child a Benadryl, which is that I just gave her literally an entire can of food, which normally I split over the course. I normally give her a can and a half a day because she's just big. It's like baby kitten food. It's not like a can and a half of normal cat food. But um, you could t- I'm so unfamiliar with cats. You could be like, I only give her a can and a half a day. And I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Maine Coons <laughs> basically just like eat more because they're big. So that's like, that's the tea. But basically I just gave her a full can instead of half, which like I can do. Oh but then she goes the Decadence. fuck to sleep. She like, <laughs> it's like a three course meal. She's going to sleep this whole episode now. Like she's done. Anyway, so yeah, when something goes retrograde, Basically, from the Earth, it seems like the planet is moving backwards. It's obviously not. It's just the way that all of our, um, all of the ways that the planets orbit the sun, like sometimes certain things just like look like they're speeding up or slowing down just because of our perspective from Earth. Um, What that indicates for what any planet in retrograde would be, but especially Mercury, is that it... um, makes you go inward so you're focusing and reflecting on like your own inner world so why does that create such disruption like in general it's because energetically speaking you're pulling in and like thinking and processing sort of like inside of you and when you try to communicate outside of you and put an output of information you're not articulating and communicating very well because it's kind of like we all have a lobotomy a little bit like (laughs) it's like begging you to like exhale sort of and just like kind of like be with yourself and like what that you know what that theme means in your life could be so many different things like who knows like how mercury retrograde can like I mean often we have exes contacting us and it just feels so unhinged and it's because it like is because we're all a little unhinged reflecting on this inner stuff and trying to articulate it but it's like suddenly like our ability to articulate has been so hindered so like people don't understand each other and things go wrong people forget things so easily um so it's just like we're all of a sudden all put under this little sleepy spell in a way Mm -hmm. you know um yeah if that's the world that if that's the lens that you use astrology then that's kind of like how that works um there was one other thing i found really interesting about this um so hermes okay this is what yeah hermes is the god of the unexpected of luck of synchronicity 
Um, so apparently the Greeks would say Hermes has entered the midst whenever a sudden silence had entered the room, descended on conversation and introduced into the meeting another dimension. And interesting, that's like, sorry, this is like, so not, no, no, tell me politically correct. But I don't know if you remember in middle school, if this was a thing in your middle school, when, so there were two things that would happen during an awkward silence. You'd either do the awkward Awkward turtle turtle thing or you'd say a gay baby was just born. (gasps) Oh, I do remember that. Dude. Like a lot of like bros, it'd be like, "Oh, a gay baby was just born." Dude, when that is so funny. You're like silent and blushing, you know. Oh my god, <laughs> Gen Z like will never know like how truly wild west the 2000s were. Like wild west, like being in middle school in like 2006. It was any. I mean, and I feel like anything <laughs> could happen now too. Like middle school stays middle school, but like, oh my god, like what the fuck was that? Yeah. How did we? Start? If I went back now, I would like cry like I literally Me I'm, too I don't even know if I could handle it now like I don't even know how no. I handled it then <laughs> I just and I didn't even really I had a perfectly fine experience in middle school but I was miserable the whole time right like right. nothing could have made me have a good time Absolute. I was just not happy <laughs> oh my god I was just kind of like annoyed I was just like really annoyed in middle school I was just so I was obsessed with my appearance and I was so tall and so awkward oh my and god. I remember I was so embarrassed about my sweaty armpits. <gasps> You're just like, like one of my best like... friends from childhood. She was extremely really? tall and she was like worried about sweating. That was like her whole, her whole middle school experience. I'm not even kidding you right now. And blushing. And you know, like middle school boys would be always be like, do you know you're blushing right now? You're getting really red. Oh my God. If I could go um, back now and hear a bro say that, I would just deck him. I'm just be like, did you know you're on the ground right now? But I guess that's like child abuse because they'd be a child and I'd be an adult. So I guess I can't do that. I was just so the hyper awareness, you know, I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah. Just so hyper aware of like everything that was like on your body and happening. I remember I'll probably cut this out, but I shaved my knuckle hair. <gasps> no, that's and I so literally, real. I don't have any hair on my knuckles, but I remember staring at it and being like, this is disgusting. Dude. Like, yeah. I remember having that experience with like mustache hair, which I have barely mm-hmm. any of, but I was like, I have like three and I just like was freaking out. <laughs> anyway, back to Hermes. Oh my God. So Hermes, <laughs> um, oh my God, awkward turtle, very awkward turtle. So yeah. um, whenever things seem fixed, rigid, stuck, Hermes introduces fluidity, motion and new beginnings. Um, so there's a, there's a book that talks about like a union perspective on which okay so Carl Jung obviously that's how you say his name right I'm not an idiot Mm -hmm. so I always read it and never fucking say it so um he talks a lot about like this um subconscious themes that permeate through the many characters and many cultures like the gods the goddesses the whatever like there's so many similar stories kind of like Joseph Campbell's hero's journey how Joseph Campbell Mm -hmm. talks about how every culture has the same storyline of like the hero's journey so just like the commonalities um he did pull a lot on indigenous knowledge to pull that theory out but it's true um so this book is about Carl Jung processing like Hermes I guess and so the quote is without Hermes there are no transitions only endless repetitions a psychopathology without a god. Um, Mercury is the creator of new spaces, the god of transitions. Um, and without Hermes, um, Hermes's, aka Mercury's, seeming chaos, yeah, there are only endless repetitions. So, like, 
it's really nice because even though all of a sudden all of us like don't know how to speak correctly and don't say the right things and forget things and there's like surprises and everything's a mess it's not to say that those things are okay but it's like they are the things that stop the monotony of just things continuing like in a way and I actually now that I'm saying this out loud I feel like that's a part of maybe why it's so resonant with people is because it's kind of like whoa like here we go like this crazy thing and like Mm -hmm. it is not to say that it is without heartache like I I and I know many other people have had like truly fucked up things happen in that period before but like it is kind of interesting isn't it that we're all like whoopsies we're on this roller coaster and it's like it's fucked up but it's also like not trauma bonding at all but it's just like what's gonna happen you know like we're all in this together sort of yeah and like it is sort of like this upset that does change directions for people a bit doesn't it like maybe Mm -hmm. that's why it's it's one of the few transitory things in astrology that's like hit the mainstream I don't know anyway so we were thinking about all Um, of this Mm -hmm. so I for some reason decided that the only planets that can go in retrograde are the ones that are um, closer to to the sun than us but that's not right is it I actually don't know you could tell me that and I would believe it but I actually don't I know I think it does I think they the their orbits are so huge that that's why it appears that, that way we, and we just don't notice it happens so rarely you know right. what I mean mm-hmm. as opposed to like Mercury and Venus which just have which like so I'm sure astrologers orbits. would say like oh this planet is retrograde for like three days whereas like the planets like Mercury can be retrograde for like a month so maybe that's yeah a part okay of it. so like we've been in yes, Pluto retrograde. retrograde yeah we've been in Pluto retrograde the U.S. has been in it's no, 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 it's Pluto return is coming up. Anyway, yeah, I guess it's different size retrogrades per planet, mm-hmm. maybe. That's and so different, like, frequency. Yeah, totally. Which just really, like, speaks to how different planets affect our lives. It's just, like, how frequently they, like, fuck around with us, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Pluto, well, that's, like, a sidebar with a different thing, but also, like, generational planets versus, like, planets right. that, like, we're born, like, not everyone, but most people within the few years that you and I were born have Saturn in Aquarius which is why there's like a generational vibe with us um Mm -hmm. but that's not true of like Mars everyone had Mars in different places when they were born you know right so I your old like Saturn return you know and shit like yeah which is like like 27 yeah so you have like three if you live to your 80s you have three Saturn returns um but yeah not everybody does and then Pluto like Pluto return is used for like things like countries very often because it's like hundreds of years like the U.S. is having its Pluto return next year and it's in its house of commerce and money (laughs) it's almost like we're it's almost like that's what's happening (laughs) one could say that that's definitely what's happening so um yeah and like Pluto if I'm not mistaken I'm gonna cut this if I'm wrong because I have too much pride but um Pluto if I'm not mistaken has a lot to do with like secrecy and what's below the surface and like dredging it out so like Hmm. for a Pluto return to happen is very much like what are your finances built on is that a stable ground who's in charge interesting what's it's very much like Panama Papers coming out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know it's interesting anyway the reason this is fucking related oh my god it's been an hour guys I don't know how we're gonna edit this but it's been one hour and we haven't even started a single topic that we plan on talking about basically we're addicted to chit-chatting oh we didn't even tell you all um we scheduled this recording we were like let's meet up in person let's like do a recording (laughs) on 
Tuesday. So we both bring our mics to my mom's apartment, which is vacant right now. So it's like our little studio. We set everything up. Our mics are like sitting on a table and we just talk shit for like two hours instead. Literally. Like we even set up our mics, like fully set up our mics and didn't even turn the little button on. So that's like where we are energetically. And then we were like, okay, bye. And then we're just like, we'll just do it later. (laughs) So the reason we're talking about this is because two events happened in the opera world that I found to be like such a perfect indicator of what Mercury retrograde can bring out. It's not that anyone's like more right or more wrong about anything. It's just like the themes of what went wrong are so interesting. Mm -hmm. So the first is... What happened to Chautauqua Opera, which really quick, if someone doesn't know, Chautauqua, I just cannot even believe I'm explaining this again. Um, (laughs) Chautauqua Opera hired former young artists who were not auditioning for this upcoming year to do the first round of pre-screen judging for this upcoming season. Steve still listens to all of the videos. So you can, (laughs) you can just determine for yourself how useful having those recording having those judges is or isn't um they were paid um and that's listen to the previous episode for more um it very much upset (laughs) people which we totally understand obviously because he didn't tell anyone so everyone found Mm -hmm. out about this through a leaked email and i know people are mad for other reasons but that's what really started that set the tone okay like hermes set in the tone of being of just communication lobotomy situations um yeah, so everyone found out through a leaked email. The leaked email did not have all of the information, so nothing was articulated properly. Like, it wasn't everything. So then um, reactions were based on a partial email, essentially, which, again, the reactions are totally legitimate, but, like, that's why there's just so many missed fragments on all right. in all directions. And then when Chautauqua did release a statement, it wasn't much. Basically, every sentence should have been, like, could have been a paragraph and would have been more helpful if the sentence had been a paragraph. But because it was just sentences, yeah. it was like, where did this come from? Like, what does this mean? It was mean? so confusing. It was so confusing. So then when we interviewed Steve, we basically just, like, asked him questions about the statement and about the initial setup and just fleshed we tried to unretrograde on mercury retrograde this whole thing we were like what does this mean what do you mean by this why mm-hmm. is this this way what is your reason for doing this like trying to pull out these and he's incredibly articulate and steve is like the head of chautauqua opera and like made this decision and um is the one i think is the one who wrote the statement and you know it's the one who sent out these emails and so yeah. we talked to him about like the whole situation right and he's i mean he actually is an incredibly articulate person so like it's not like we had to like pull anything we didn't have to like pull teeth like he was incredible we yeah. didn't even talk but um that's that was like kind of the purpose of it is like let's just flesh out let's flesh this all out because it's not working what we're when we're writing stuff down it's just not working for anyone um mm-hmm. especially because it was leaked so um and the failure of communication of telling people that was happening i think really upset people so it was just the most mercury retrograde thing that could have possibly fucking happened it was all about communication it was all about ideas it was all about like trying to explain things to everyone and like nothing coming out the way it was supposed to. Um, And things just happening with no explanation. Like by the time we all heard about this, it was already, you know, in the works. Like people were already listening to applications. 
which exactly. I think is can be was sort of felt like whiplash and like kind of overwhelming. So I think that definitely goes along with a like total lack of communication. Yeah, being and, like, surprised. Mercury, Mercury retrograde. Theme. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, and like surprise is actually a theme of Mercury retrograde. Is like being surprised by something that's out of the norm and just like chaos. So yeah, chaos. Um, I'm not gonna delve into that anymore because you can just look at our previous episode to see like what happened and like our thoughts. You can even just read. I feel like the caption to the episode and like understand mm-hmm. sort of how we got to where we got with that. Um, but the other thing that happened that we're not going to like delve into too heavily, but basically um, for those who don't know a sweet little thing about it, the Met Opera does a competition for young artists. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> Perry, the Met Opera is a competition for young artists. Great. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> and this year they're having people sign up and send pre-screen videos, which is not what they used to do um, and sign up through a non like through like a third party service that's like kind of like an app for like creative people to like it's like Facebook but for creative people and like kind of more professional that's all I can really tell you about that but basically everyone had to make a profile on that and then like submit applications and um the like the body that hosted this third party website a la GoDaddy hosts a website that, but you use Squarespace to make your website like it's like two different entities um mm-hmm. The, the like overlord of this third party app like collapsed exactly when everyone needed to sign up so like everything went to shit nobody got the like thing they wanted to sign up for and like it was just like total mayhem and they were just like at this point we should just redo it but like they're not doing that so everyone's just like caught in like this landslide of chaos right now and it's just yeah. like extremely disappointing and like payments are like weird and like the it's just the communication was also just completely like not chill and then like the dude who and i'm not saying this with commentary i'm just sharing it because i feel like it's such a perfect example the dude who like created resonance like did like a status on one of the young artist pages yak tracker and was like (laughs) maybe i'll cut that i don't know it's like i feel like i shouldn't expose but he posted yeah otherwise we're gonna turn into like people complaining about how comments yeah exactly that's what made me just think that literally um (laughs) so he was like he was like i'm really sorry like this is so fucked and like i'm so sorry and everyone was like everyone was really pissed because this all sucked obviously so like their pissed offness was very indicative like was very like um you could really sense it in their responses to this person of just being like literally like i just want to sign up again that's like all i want like i don't care that you're sorry really right now and mm-hmm. so it's just like him thinking that that was like the tone that should be delivered and it being met with like completely like not a receptive audience it's just it's just like everyone keeps missing each other and i'm not even saying anyone's right or wrong it's just everyone keeps missing each other i'm not witnessing many periods in this mercury retrograde where people are like you know what yeah (laughs) everyone's just like fuck this fuck that fuck you and like and when someone's trying to do the right thing it just like is falling so flat and it's just a mess i just feel it's just a lot anyway so we're coming out of mercury retrograde now and i'm really excited for what that means for the opera community because i think everyone's a little tie tie i think we're all a little tie tie um and i think the mercury retrograde stuff was really reflected in um everyone's responses to our interview with Steve, Mm -hmm. which I felt like, like we got such a wide range of reactions. Yeah. Um, And I really felt like the episode was such a mirror. Like however you went into the episode, you basically stayed that way. Yeah. The people who knew Steve and liked him 
thanked us for like giving him the chance to explain himself. And the people who were pissed off thanked us for giving him a chance to explain himself and reveal himself to be totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, like there was a way to interpret basically everything he said either positively or negatively absolutely absolutely which to and me I don't was unfathomable but like to yeah. other like I would have never guessed because interviewing him and seeing his I face agree. I think was really helpful for us I, yeah it was wild to witness this yeah and it's not like any commentary on Steve at all I think it's more so a reflection of the diverse energy of the young artist community but it mm-hmm. just really struck me um how absolutely wide-ranging I got a couple people whose minds were changed who went in kind of negatively and then didn't feel as negative leaving yeah but for the most part if you were pissed you stayed pissed if you weren't pissed you you did not become pissed (laughs) I think there were people in my life who were very hesitant which like I would I would call myself that I would say that like I Mm -hmm. not not to the idea of people listening to the music I actually really like personally don't mind that that much but also whatever I totally get that people do, but my, my hesitancy was around his response when he was like talking about diversity. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, but I definitely was like walking in hesitant on understanding that, but was like really ready to hear his answer. I was like, sure. Like, I'm sure there's an answer, right? Like, I hope there's an answer. Um, and then there was, um, which is that the panel judging the pre-screens is majority BIPOC and with gender parity in mind. Um, but anyway, so then the people who I'm trying to remember, like, were really pissed. I don't I don't know that I actually had anyone in my life that was, like, there's people who are hesitant, and they were, like, they were, like, okay, yeah, like, I get it now. But I don't think I had anyone in my life who was, like, really pissed and then remained really pissed, actually. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think that really popped up on my, yeah, <laughs> which is lit. I wish I did, honestly. But it was, like, I, I had more than one person in my life who was, like, we've talked about this. We had people who were over, like, a certain age, maybe like forties and up who would be like, Oh, so happy you guys interviewed Steve. Like Steve is great. Like happy to hear that. Like someone like did this, but then there was a lot of people who the other end was just like people our age who were just like, I literally didn't care then. I don't care now. Like Steve is fine. Everything's fine. I just, <laughs> I don't understand why everyone's freaking out. And honestly, you know what their pissed offness went toward the people who were pissed. <laughs> they were really pissed at the people who were pissed because they were just like, everyone shut the fuck up. Like literally. So that there was pissed. Ang- there was like anger from everybody, but like all my mm-hmm. friends who didn't care about the Steve situation were so angry at all the people who were angry at Steve. <laughs> That's the triangulation. <laughs> and I guess the thing that is just never going to really be resolved, which I totally respect when it comes to people who are really pissed off is they don't trust him. Right. Um, that can't be fixed. And I don't think there's any reason for me to be like, well, you should trust him. And that's Mm -hmm. that. Because like, if that's the vibe that you get and that's what you're picking up, I'm not going to like say you're wrong. Totally. Uh, Because I I think that people should trust their guts. And if that's how they walked away from the interview, then that's fine. That's not how I walked away. Um, I felt like I did trust him, but also, you know, we were talking, we saw his face, we were talking to him, um, it definitely evokes a different response than listening to a pre-recorded interview. Yeah. And I feel like that's a Um, lot of my intuitive gut comes from like watching someone and like watching their eyes dart or like not and stuff. So I feel like I was able to employ like a whole host of tools that like everyone else wasn't, which is why like 
that's it's so valid that everyone just hears what they hear because it's it's weird not seeing someone's face it really is you know and I had a couple people um tell me they were so surprised when the episode ended because they were like oh my god I thought you and Charlotte were gonna like you know hash it out and like really break it down and I was like I felt like we did that in the episode and a big part of the interview was us being trying to be real with him like I didn't want to like be one way in the interview and then like it just be the two of us and be like can you believe that exactly no no I couldn't agree with you more (laughs) yeah and it was definitely hard and I definitely feel like I was way kinder to him than I would have been if he had just sent in a statement so it was a really good move on Chautauqua's part Mm -hmm. to want to come on the episode because I was kind of ready to roast them when I sent the initial email asking for a statement Mm -hmm. um but like things developed and grew and we were all like very flexible and like ready to hear what the real deal was. Um, yeah. So it was kind of hard. I was the main thing I was nervous about was seeming like we were, we were too soft because it's yeah. hard to be real with someone to their face, especially someone who is ultimately in a lot of ways a superior and is like more established in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we did a pretty good job of being honest and I don't know. I feel like, and I said this to Steve I like I am less into the idea just because it seems so redundant it is Um, it's entirely redundant and however I appreciate that he did something (laughs) and like did something that he I think genuinely thought was a good idea I wasn't like at all vindictive or like manipulative and I appreciate that he stuck his neck out and made a choice that we could all respond to Mm mm-hmm I completely agree. And to be honest with you, I don't care that it's redundant. I think it was meant to be redundant. I think it was meant to be Mm -hmm. like a training mechanism to like give young artists an opportunity to have like some arts admin experience. But it it does not make it okay that he didn't tell people. I totally understand that. But like, I don't know. That's my, that's my take. That's where I've settled. But also like, I don't know. That's, that's just me. And I could change on a, on a dime. What do I know? (laughs) know? A little dime. Um, but that, that really fascinated us. And I think the shock of that really like made me think about Mercury retrograde of like, wow, people just like Mm -hmm. are articulating and communicating and honestly doing a lot of internal reflection on how they feel in the opera world, how they feel like they're treated, how they feel like the hierarchy treats them, how they feel like the young artist programs treat them. And this became this vehicle to like really think about that stuff Mm -hmm. because it was sort of like a misstep so it was kind of like let's talk about missteps and let's really fucking talk about this misstep you know it was really like the timing was a big part of it I think with Mercury retrograde that leads very well into our next section about like how we're feeling about audition season if you're okay with that I'm obsessed I'm obsessed Um, because I've been thinking a lot about ever since like August we've like been wanting to do at least part of an episode about how we feel about this year. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely gone through a lot of cycles of how I feel. I would say, okay, first I wanted to say up top that I have not applied to many things, Mm -hmm. just so everyone knows. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't like ready until last week. I made recordings uh, last Friday. (laughs) Um, I I didn't have any recordings before then. So I did, I haven't applied to anything that was due before last weekend. Um, and I also made a very intentional decision this year to, um, plant my feet and grow roots Mm -hmm. in and around New York. Um, I've created like a geographic perimeter for my auditioning and I will not be applying to anything outside of that geographic perimeter. Um, 
anything I, I said anything more than like two hours outside of Manhattan we'll see but like in the in the area mm-hmm. in the tri-state area um I feel like through this podcast and just like conversation I've, I've been having um I keep going on and on about community building and forging meaningful connections and this is kind of my way of putting my money where my mouth is while still participating in this YAP system, which I'm definitely not crazy about, but it kind of like gives me um, sort of a focus and I feel like it like goes along with like the thesis that I've constructed for myself. Um, So Charlotte and I have had many conversations about this. In August, I was feeling so bummed out about this entire fucking process. I felt like everyone, you know, myself, other singers, other, you know, admin people, like forgot about the past year like forgot yeah, about COVID, yeah it's forgot been about really these disorienting protests. for us we yeah. forgot about the conversations we've been having the mm-hmm. progress that we dreamed about making and mm-hmm. we were like I'm just kidding I just want to be a star I like take back everything that I said I just want to sing and I was feeling so like disheartened with myself with like the dreams I was having um things have just been like a bummer right yeah but then <laughs> in September a couple of gigs fell into my lap and I forgot all about that. <laughs> and I was feeling like good and excited and excited because the gigs I randomly got were just through like friends, trusted advisors, um, mm-hmm. through my ex, like just like random shit popped up and I had a blast. I was like so busy. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I have a gig. Um, and got to like hustle and bustle around, get to tell my boyfriend's parents that I was like very busy singing, <laughs> which is an amazing feeling. Um, and I was like, wow, I feel a lot better about the YAP system. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like singing who would have thought and now all those gigs are over and I'm just looking ahead at all of these applications and I'm also doing we can talk about this a little I'm like I'm cold emailing people which I feel like might be annoying to some but I just feel like you gotta put out like a hundred of them to maybe get like one back right to be mm-hmm. like hi I'm Perry Christina. I'm a mezzo-soprano here's my voice um and that's hard and takes a lot of energy and was fucking bumming me out so then I started feeling bad again. Um, and then I kind of was talking about this retrograde thing with Charlotte. And then I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it's just, it's all about me. Everything that I feel like is happening in the world is literally just like happening inside of me. That's so interesting. And I'm saying, oh my God, like the world is so fucked up right now <laughs> because of all these things I can point to. And then when I was feeling better, I was like, can you believe that the world figured its shit out? It's like so incredible how it did that. Um, and I wrote, I'll just read this one more thing and then we yeah, can like please. talk. I said, I'm, I'm definitely feeling that itchy, desperate feeling that you get after you make recordings and you're like, I guess I could have done better, but also I guess that a lot of random strangers will hear this, whether I want them to or not, <laughs> which is just like upsetting, you know, recording is so fucking hard and it's very much that dialectical process of like Mm -hmm. thesis antithesis Mm -hmm. synthesis that I'm going through of like this sucks I'm doing it here I am or I guess it's this sucks I like to sing here I am right right over and over again yeah 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 yeah, (laughs) this sucks I want to build something cool here I am yeah um but I think I feel it more acutely now that we have I want to make a graphic of that (laughs) <laughs> yeah we should we should like superimpose it onto the the dialectics graph yeah 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 um 
Yeah, how are you feeling, Charlotte? I've been feeling like the... When I moved to New York in 2018, I actually did a very similar thing. And it's kind of funny because many of the... And it's I'm still very supportive of that process. And it's like a process I definitely want to pursue slightly slightly differently this time than I did in 2018 but I did a lot of that in 2018 and it's really interesting because Perry sang at a fashion show recently and I sang at a fashion show the second month I lived in New York and it was like so fun and I was just thinking about like fun it's so fun to do gigs where you're like the only opera singer in the room like it's just really Mm -hmm. funny to be able to like represent that world outside of that world like it's it's just very much like our style I feel like for some oh my god there's an ant on me Dude, what does it mean? What's the spiritual meaning of an ant on you? Let me you? look up ant symbolism. Yeah, can you look up ant symbolism? I feel like it's like, it gave me a good vibe, but it's also like, don't be in here. You're an ant. The ant's spiritual meaning is hard work, perseverance, discipline, and endurance. They Aww. represent a hierarchy. Wait, what? Not to hierarchy or like down with hierarchy? Hi- like good hierarchy. Good hierarchy. Wow. Congratulations. (laughs) That's so crazy. Well, if I have an ant infestation because of my cat's food on her plate, I guess, it's all because of hard work. Just means you're a hard worker. (laughs) The capitalist dream. So true. Ants equal capitalism equal no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Ants are canceled. Anyway, so... (laughs) Mm, yeah so when I moved here I did a lot of that it's definitely something I want to keep doing it means a lot to me um and it feels very in tune and like vibrationally like true and um it's definitely something I'm trying to get back more in the swing of things in New York now that I've moved back is like that type of universe and it feels really good the thing that's different about that that I've been really parsing a lot is how you manage your finances if you're not under the umbrella of the yap system which like is not Mm -hmm. an umbrella that has like been highly welcoming to me so I'm not even I'm really just speaking in a hypothetical but like the as flimsy as it is that umbrella gives you like housing and like sometimes even a shitty healthcare plan and money for x number of months and like it's almost like traveling to do a lot of yaps is actually like like it sucks in some ways that I think are obvious even to the people participating sometimes because it's like you don't really have like you can't really pay rent on your place and it's like where are you going like what are you you know like it's just a lot of it's a lot of work to live like that but it is like more consistent sometimes if you get into the system enough it's more consistent money than like working at the city that you live in that I will also say though that like that is more specific to New York that like there's so many working singers in New York that yeah. like working your way into that system just takes many years sometimes. And it's honestly to... like kind of as hard as the it is. system in a lot of ways. And dude, then the pay is like even worse if, if at all, if you're getting paid at all. And that's like, dude, this is exactly what happened to me in 2018. And like, I know I have more ideas now than I did then about like how to figure that out. But like, especially like I was like a dream gig would be like what, like Trinity wall street. Right. Like, oh, yeah. But those choirs are so like, God, like the amount of qualification you need to even like get in front of anyone to like, to, I think Julian still runs it like to, to audition for anyone mm-hmm. and like, whatever is just like fucking crazy. Like people. And so like, I am so into that, but I know I have to do it slightly differently than I did it in 2018 because in 2018, whatever basically like I worked as a server while I did it and it was really tiring and it was the only way to financially pursue the idea of doing local stuff so I'm trying to think about alternative streams of income while doing that that don't make me as tired 
but I actively want that same dream. Like I actively dream of making music in ways that I curate communally that are like either like more salon style things or more like um, within like, like uh, working with people in other forms of media and like, like connecting with people who work in other forms of performance and um, Mm -hmm. create like meshing together and creating interesting things. And I don't say that as being any better than like performing in Bohem, but it's just something I know I could do and I could contribute to. So I would like to. Um, And so, yeah, I do. I, I still want to like sing a Musetta one day. Like I don't want to, I don't want to be off the grid of the opera world at all, but I definitely see potential in the next couple of years for me to be like, um, collaborating with people who are not just opera singers to make art and that makes me excited um, yeah, so I definitely something agree that we've been dreaming about maybe we can cut this but for TTA Industries oh yeah exactly. like what, what can we do yeah like, uh, I don't know it's like cool to dream in that way but I'm also down to like make maybe live event things like happen I think that we could do that dude we could totally do that Anyway, but anyway, but so I would just want to say that my mm-hmm. dream that I outlined is very mm-hmm. obviously one of a lot of privilege. Oh my God. I didn't I want to be like, to sound check. like that's no, no, not that. but it's true, but it's yeah. true that I can take gigs. I have a very flexible schedule. Um, I'm not trying to pay my rent because, um, my mother pays my rent. Should I keep that in? I probably should for transparency. It's yeah. totally up to you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to be like transparent about that. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that I'm, I would have to really crunch the numbers. I'm not sure. I guess if you were a super successful yap person, it could be something that you're like just doing. But I think a lot of yeah. other people are also trying to make ends meet or don't have to worry about it in the same way that it I depends on. Yeah, it. it totally depends on the app. I definitely mean a certain level. Like for example, mm-hmm. like. Um, <laughs> yeah well yeah but even LA Opera like you can make a mm-hmm. you can live there and just do that gig for the year like, it's enough mm-hmm. and if you do um, I don't know like yeah I mean you'd have to do like random side gigs if you like did like a session of Palm Beach like you're going to be doing side gigs in between or like Virginia Opera I feel like is another one where it's like a session but it's not like a full year long yap so like managing right. your gigs outside of that is definitely like similar to creating a schedule of local gigs if you live in one city like it's not too far different but it's like a random chunk of money and also like maybe like you don't have to rent a place for those months so that helps like it just it it can add up it's just more of an infrastructure even though the infrastructure is fucking falling apart and it is bad it is like weirdly like oh my god four months where I don't have to think about x y and z right you know yeah um as opposed to like, you know, I was like joyful because I had like four weeks of gigs to do. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, like totally. And so like, and that's, I know that that's not always exactly how people feel because some people like might be like, I can't afford to take a six month yap thing or a year long because like I can't give up my job, my job will let me go. Like people end up in situations like there's no one right answer. Um, and I'm not just saying like you can walk in and get any app you want. Obviously we know that. So it's <laughs> not even like the two are like the beat, like dueling one another. I've just been thinking a lot about like the financial choices that someone makes in either situation and how, like what you have to balance to do that. And I find it very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. for one thing that I feel like has helped me with like seeing this like interesting world unfold is, um, I, I used to go to like a lot of noise shows in Boston 
because like I don't know I just like was sick of hearing opera and I became friends with a lot of those people and that was fun and like I've kind of missed like DIY shows in in New York I just haven't really like been to many but um I have a voice student Alice actually shout out to Alice yeah love her um and she plays cello and sings with it and like does loop pedal shit and like computery shit and like I think it's like Alice does computer music is her like Mm -hmm. music like thing and um I teach her voice lessons and she just like teaches me to be cool because she's like a cool person or whatever and like that like like witnessing like the power of like teaching classical music to someone who does like DIY style singer songwriter shit has been so much fun for both of us and then she introduced me to another friend that she does DIY shows with a lot and now it's like seeing like the the style of singing that I have or like the style of artistry that I have spent 10 years like buried in affect someone else positively it's actually so rare in a way like I'm almost so frustrated with opera sometimes in the way that I have been perceived in it or the way that I've been treated or like the way that people just like get so tired in this like we get burnt out that like Mm -hmm. when I teach someone or show someone something or explain something to someone to give them more vocal freedom seeing them react the way that they do has like brought me so much joy and like renewed passion for like opera is like so silly and crazy and like it can have a place in other spaces because it's just so cuckoo bananas like why not oh my god I've been saying cuckoo bananas all the time oh my god stop did I like get that stuck in your head or is it just like I don't know popping between both of us I love that yeah, I don't know. It's so funny. I love it. Anyway, um, yes. So yeah, I'm, totally I'm definitely agree. witnessing like, and I don't want opera to be, I don't want my participation in opera outside of the opera world to be um, like a shtick or like a mm-hmm. stunt. Like I really don't want that. I do want to be able to like have it perceived as a serious art form, although oddly specific and often dated Very niche, and problematic yeah. <laughs> and niche. Yeah. Um, so I don't like have an exact answer of how that would work, but I know that if someone could pull it off, I'm definitely one of the people who could. So that's yes, how I feel. I agree. About that. I think that's very true. So stay tuned. I'm definitely in the dreaming phase because I'm also just like looking for ways to make money that don't make me want to die. So definitely in that phase as well, which I, I am meeting. I'm meeting the day with <laughs> ready to meet the universe where it is this time <laughs> so like it's all like good here's how I feel I found some words okay I found some motherfucking words I wrote them down before we recorded mm-hmm. um as opposed to 2018 where I would work like 60 hours a week as a server and like serve a-list celebrities and my feet would hurt but I'd had so much money but I also had no time to practice as opposed to that life which I have now done it's in the books Um, This time around in New York, I would really like to pursue a life in which I am finding a balance between like working and like creating the world I want to create, but also funding the world I'm trying to create, however that happens. But I need to maintain in my body and like in my heart and in my like sweet little collagen face, like this suppleness. I need like a Mm -hmm. supple, like like um agile like pliableness about myself like I need to feel like I don't want to just feel alive or surviving or like constantly tired but then caffeinated and then tired I want to feel like supple like I want to feel like soft and gentle and capable and like ready and like awake but I don't want to exhaust myself because that is not a part of the dream that is not the dream so like I won't do that to achieve my dream because that is not the dream this time for me in New York and I don't quite know that's just my own symbolism that I need 
for like my next season. I know like sometimes you do work really hard for your dreams and like I'm not like negating that, but I just, I need to like be hydrated and I need to cook my little meals and I need to make everything else work around that, you know? Yeah. That's the real, that's the real thing I know about this time around. So that's, so our dreams are very similar and um, definitely like locally driven and like um, thoughtful about like how we curate our art with others and with each other and with ourselves. And we're, we're definitely yeah, in remember, interesting stages of putting it together. It's fun to think about. Yes. Yes. I was looking through my YAP tracker. I forgot what I was doing, but I was just like looking through the previous things I'd applied to. And like, number one, I don't even remember half of them. Me too. Number two, I look at them and I'm like, what the, f- like, why? Like, I had no idea. I didn't care what they were doing that season. I didn't care where they were. I didn't care who they were. Yeah. I just cared that like, it was an open audition that was like still available that worked with my schedule mm-hmm. and I had the rep for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is such like the wrong way for me to approach making art because this kind of like vague throwing things at the wall never, ever worked for me. It's like that we kept definition doing of insanity. Yeah. yeah. And then only breaking for COVID and then doing this project has really made me feel like, Oh, I can like make choices that so, like the choices I make and the ways in which I limit myself are actually only going to make this life more dude, possible for me. It's all about the limits. It's all about the yeah. boundaries. It's all about perimeters. The, like, dude, fuck like uh, choice paralysis. I'm not doing it anymore. I, yeah. s- I say no to choice paralysis at this time. Yeah. I don't receive I'm going to be that. making very specific choices yeah. that close doors. Yeah. And I'm I want going doors to be closed. totally fine with those doors yeah. closed. Yeah. No doors. Only like a few doors. Otherwise, I'm not going to yeah. get anything done. It's too many doors. You yeah. know? And nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing's going to fucking happen. Ugh. I want to be like, this is the only door I can open and therefore I'm opening it. And I open it and it's great. Yeah. Literally. No, literally that. Oh my God. I hope that makes sense. That makes sense, right? I, it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, okay, I feel good. that way in so many facets of my life. Oh my God. I feel of, like I'm talking like, in like symbols and like hieroglyphics. So I'm really happy that made sense <laughs> to like, you. Okay. No, like I want to be, I want to be tied down. I want to be like stuck in a location. I want to like make my life around the place where I'm planted and not like kind of like look off in the distance and be like, well, what would it be like over there? Like I'm so Absolutely. tired of thinking that yeah, and like wishing mm-hmm. that I could be over there and I don't even know what the fuck it is. Like I just want to be down with where I am. Yeah. I am. Um, there's an ant on the wall, so I'm freaking out. Um, hardworking. Hardworking. Oh my god. I hope all <laughs> the ants go away as soon as this recording is done because it was just a symbol all along, <laughs> and the ants were just the friends we made along the way. Yes. Um, but um, there was something very specific I was going to say. That oh yeah, pomegranate is my limit right now. Pomegranate mm. is a boundary, and she's a door closer because like so. This is my kitten. <laughs> Um, but she, uh, I am not interested in leaving a kitten alone in my room for eight hours a day, five days a week. I think that's, I think that's fucked up for my cat and me. So (laughs) I'm just going to say it that way. Okay. And I know that sometimes people have to do that. People have to do shit. Like shit has to be done. And like, I'm here for that. And like, if that had to happen, she'd be okay. She just wouldn't be like super happy. And like, I Mm -hmm. want her to be super happy. And I'm at this moment right now where like, I know I could find remote work and keep her that way. 
And remote work would honestly make me more happy. I could do my laundry while I'm working. I could cook these really nice meals that I make for myself. Like, I don't want to be out of the house 40 hours a week. I don't want to be out of the house 40 hours a week. And I'm basically Mm -hmm. just projecting it through my kitten. But also, like, a kitten is a mammal that needs companionship. So, like, I'm not making that up. But, um... So that's been my door closer. And I remember like when I first got her just being like my entire life from here for the next like X number of years, she's going to live to 100 um, is is all functioning around her. Like I always have to think of her and her needs and her Mm -hmm. care. I don't want to work 40 hours outside of the house. And you know what? If I didn't have her, I probably would take a job that would do that. And that would be so tiring to me. And I would never cook Mm -hmm. for myself like yeah. So it's been it's been a really nice door closer. I love that. Yeah, I, to- I don't have a cat, but like I feel the same way. I feel that way about like this place. Yeah, like we are cats um, also. So it's like we can't yeah. leave. We're cats, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah, can't leave. <laughs> Although yeah. I have been trying to find a part-time job that will get me out of this apartment because I, I love that for need you. to like get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be out of the house like 15 to 20 hours a week. Yeah, that's what that. I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Okay, should we say, should we do like our sign off? Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Okie dokie, smoky. Um, Thanks for coming on this little chit chat with us. Yeah, I don't know like what we learned and like who we are, but like another day is, mm-hmm. you know, the sun has set on. It has. I don't even want to say the date because I know we'll be doxing ourselves because we're going to release this like three years from now. <laughs> um thanks for tuning in expect a longer app um i mean this is really long too so enjoy this long long app um (laughs) (laughs) see ya next time i'm charlotte i'm perry and and we we are thrilled thrilled to to (laughs) announce wow Bye. bye